And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson, have you ever been drinking your coffee in the morning and said to yourself, you know what this needs? This needs some olive oil. No. No, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I have never said, boy, I should just drink liquid, liquid, liquid fats uh, with my coffee. I've never said I need to add that in. That's never, that's never once crossed the mind or my lips. Why do you bring it up, this horrible, rancid, disgusting idea? Uh, what could possibly possess you to ask me about this? I, I look forward to hearing the response. When I, when I prep for this podcast, which I put at least 90 seconds into preparing for each episode. Um, I, a respectable I, amount of prep. I go to, you know, some news sites just to see. I go to the wrestling news sites, which have nothing. And then I go to just regular news sites just to take a glance at the headlines and say to myself, self, is there anything here that strikes me? And the headline reads, Starbucks to mix coffee and olive oil in new beverages. Don't you think that would just make you poop? I think coffee kind of oil. I think coffee kind of does that anyways, but I would imagine this isn't going to help. Uh, but yeah, Starbucks is adding an unexpected ingredient to its newest cup of Joe, um, a spoonful of extra virgin olive oil. Uh, the new line includes the Oleato Cafe Latte, the Oleato Iced Shaken Espresso, and the Oleato Golden Foam Cold Brew. Um, now it's going to hit Italy this week and will eventually go global, but I, I, I don't, it doesn't go into the why I, I need, I don't know why you would think to do this. I'm sure somebody somewhere is thinking it's healthy and it's tasty and it's the latest health thing. And you know what? Maybe they're right. But every ounce of my being uh, just kind of screams that this is wrong to me. So, so I don't know. I don't think I'll be partaking personally. Yeah. I wonder if it's, you know, cause it says, uh, you've got, you know, it, is it, is it to add you've got mail? Sorry. You said you've got, and that just made me think you've got mail. Remember, remember that sound bite back in the day. You've got mail. Uh, my beautiful wife was watching a show. I can't remember what the show was, but in the show, um, so somebody was I think it was this somebody was on like AOL instant messenger and I heard the sound of like the door closing when like a person leaves being online and I was instantly transported back 20 years just that one sound was enough for me to feel like I was back in 2003 posting you know with with 72 different away messages what mood am I in what clever quote am I feeling right now to post an away message. Do you remember away messages? No, I don't remember. You do remember. I do remember. I got you. I got you. (laughs) Oh, 
Doc, I got to bring you. I don't have Skype all the way up. I just have you in the little corner of the screen. I need to see that beautiful face. There he is. How are you, sir? I could not have gotten through last week without coughing up a fit. And that is never a good episode. So I, I begged off last week. How you doing? How's the how's life going? How's February? How is Valentine's Day? Just what is new in the life of the good Dr. Manson? Yeah, um, I don't remember back that far, DC. Um, Valentine's Day was good. Had some lunch out with the lady. Um, had a nice, delicious uh, combo steak lobster meal. We just went out for lunch. Nice. Nothing too special. But there's this place that we really like that's technically a steakhouse. It's always a good meal. Um, and so we decided we were going to go there for lunch. And they had that as the special that day. And I said, you know what? You're only alive once, Dr. Manson. And so I ordered it. And it was quite quite tasty um uh she had the crab cakes also quite pleased but yeah i don't know not much has been going on since then just sort of slogging through keeping up with work um students had a difficult quiz last week which they didn't like obviously um but you know i don't think it was that bad overall and uh you know Oh yeah, finally finalized plans with my um with my co-instructor for the semester. I hesitate to call them a co-instructor. Actually, their name's not on the course. They're not listed like in the official system or anything. But they're new to the university and they uh the department did assign them to my course and another course, and not in like any like full-time capacity, but just like have him help out as he can and you know, like do whatever you think is good. Give them to do, time to acclimate so, to the system. And so wait, you've been. I know you have taught before, and I know you have worked at the university for a very long time. You've been there one semester in this current role, and they're already giving you somebody to like show around and show the ropes. Uh huh. You're good at your job. What can yeah. I say? So um, he's going to actually take over after this next quiz. The next quiz, I think, is on Monday. So I'm lecturing on Friday. That's my last lecture. And then I give the quiz on Monday and I'm out. He's going to do the lectures for quizzes five and six, which are basically like the four lectures before this sort of mid-semester break that we have. And that's a week off. And then we come back for a week and there's another two lectures plus another quiz. Um, and yeah, he's going to do all that. So basically, I've got like the next three weeks off, sort of. Do you go to class and watch him do it? I don't think I'm gonna. No, no. I might. I might go like the first day just if he wants me to. But like, I, I don't know, man. He's taught before. He's not. I'm not. I'm not his keeper. He's he's a colleague. I'm not his supervisor or nothing. So okay. I'm. Just, I, I assume he'll be fine. That's interesting that they do it that way. Well, fair enough. Hey, what are you gonna do with your break? I'm going to I'm going to go on vacation. Are you actually going to go anywhere? Yeah, I am. Where are you going? Ah, um to the great white north. Canada? No. The other the other wooded north? Are you going are you going to my my great white north? I am. Hey. How long? Like 3 days. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Northern. Stay in a hobbit hole. 
northern, mid, mid coast, southern. I assume it's pretty close because I think we can get there like in two and a half hours. So, okay. Now I'm not sure if your north and my north are the same place, but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, as long as you're having fun, is it actually a hobbit hole? Yeah. Airbnb? I don't know. Wouldn't want to give away all the magic, would I? Okay. Well, as long as you're excited, I suppose. I'm not. <laughs> no, I am. I think it'll be fun. I do think it'll be fun. I just get a, it's 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 unlike us to go someplace where there isn't much to do. Sure. Per se. Um, except, but I think it's in ex- order and I think we're going to enjoy it. I think ex- it'll be a change of pace. Except each other. Yeah, right. I mean, we can always do that. Sometimes you want to do that in a new setting. You do. Is there a waterbed in this hobbit hole? I don't know. I didn't look that closely. Okay. I don't think so. But When your wife plans a vacation, how much, uh, how much do you care about any of it? Like I do my due diligence, which is to say she sends me a link and I look at it briefly and I go, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not picky. Yeah. I'm, I got a easy to please. I got a, a video today of a tour of this place that we're going to go, I think, in April. Okay. And I've said yes. I said yes six weeks ago to this place based on just the website and the pictures. My wife was like, take a look at the video, see what you think. And I was like, it looks great. And she was like, yeah, I think we should do it. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you said this a while ago, didn't you? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, but that's okay. Like, it's still available. So it's not like we're missing anything by not. You needed more time, huh? The concern is just the, you know, you can't get your full refund. It was as soon as you book. It seems like that's pretty normal for Airbnb. As soon as you book it, you have until whatever it is, 14 days, 21 days before. um, And then you can get 50% of it back. So my wife pointed out as she is rightly uh, doing, you know, that's a significant financial investment. And I said, it is, but I also can't think of anything. If something is going to come up that prohibits us from going, it's going to be an emergency. And in that case, case we might not care about six to eight hundred dollars yeah um also not an investment it's just money that you're paying you're not investing in anything you should say that to her the next time she says that i'm sure it will endear you to her and you'll have a very productive conversation that's (laughs) that's totally gonna be it yep Yep. get the spare bed ready at Manson Manor. I will. When I show up with my sleeping bag and my little toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll uh, be like, yeah, but I don't know. I, I had that same thought. I do think it is a bit of money. It would be too bad if you couldn't go. But like, I just think about it. I'm like, when have I ever not gone on a vacation? That, yeah. Like I had booked never. And not to say it couldn't happen. But yeah, at the end of the day, if that comes up. Yeah. Cost of doing business. I, I, you know, I understand that both of us have reached a point where our parents are uh, not great. Neither set of parents is, is great physically um, yeah. or, or mentally. Um, and so there, that is an issue. But again, if something like that happens, we're not going to care about the money in that moment anyways. So, um, 
Well, I had a lovely weekend. Thank you for asking. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what did you do for Valentine's Day? We haven't talked. We uh, let's see. I took. I, I was sick last week, anyways, so I had taken half a day off for Valentine's Day. How? What kind uh, of sick were you? Was I, it just like I had a chest cold and a cough, and my voice was just like I sounded froggy, yeah. and I could not get a couple sentences out at a time without coughing. How um, much work did you miss? I took half a day Monday, half a day Tuesday. I worked most of a full day Wednesday, but went home like an hour early, and I didn't work Thursday. So okay. a decent amount of time. Yeah, okay. A decent All amount right. of time. Um, but I left early Tuesday. Um, I went to your hometown to a little gift shop in your hometown um, that has, I had done some research and found that they have uh, a particular type of jewelry that my wife is a fan of. Um, and so I went and looked at this lovely little, you know, lovely little shop right in the middle of nowhere in your hometown. Um, <clears throat> my hometown? Yes, your hometown, hometown. Not the town you currently live. Oh, okay. The town you were. You Why were did you go out there again? Uh, because it's not that far from where I live. We're, we're my, oh, that's true. That's true. It's not that far from here. Um, and they yeah. had the jewelry that I wanted. And so I picked up a couple of pairs of earrings for my wife. Um, do you do you find that she um, appreciates jewelry as a gift, given that she... she mm, I don't know if we've ever said that on the air. She makes... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, she appreciates this. She she wants jewelry that she can't make herself. That makes sense. So yeah, I bought her two sense. pairs. And of course, then she said, oh, I could probably make this, which is always great. Because if then I'm inspiring her to make other stuff, then she's doubly happy. <clears throat> but um, and then. You know, I came home. We had lunch. We just sort of hung out because this past weekend um, we were in. Uh, a northern state visiting family. Um, and, uh, you know, we stayed at a hotel and, and had ourselves a little vacation. We traipsed around yesterday. We were by ourselves, which was lovely. Traipsed. That's a good word. Traipsed. traipsed. Yeah. yeah, I like it. We traipsed around. I've heard that one out loud. We traipsed around the lovely city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which I recommend uh, a visit to if you if you haven't been. It's It was enjoyable to to, as I said, traipse about. Um, and we were at a shop, and I saw this item. And I Have am you ever been to the Friendly Toast? I was there yesterday for breakfast. That place is good, right? It's very good. Yeah. I've only I, been there once, but I, I liked it quite a bit. I, I, had, I had the king cake. Have you had Ooh, the king cake? I don't think. What, is, what are the king cakes? Uh, the, it is listed on the menu. As three mini pancakes, banana and chocolate chip pancakes with a peanut butter drizzle, Ugh. bacon, and whipped cream. I got it without bacon just because I had had bacon recently, and I try to only have bacon like once I'm, a week. I'm fairly certain that the one time I went, that that is what I ordered. I am fairly certain. Uh, I'd like to point out that they don't know what the word mini means because no. these were three full-sized Banana chocolate chip pancakes. King cakes? King cakes. I'm not seeing it on their menu. I could have the name wrong. 
Oh, okay. If you go to their pancake and waffle section, you will see it. I thought they were the king cakes, but I could be wrong. Signature brunch. Ah, uh, scroll. Handhelds, omelets, tiny toast. Oh, it's up there. Drinks, it's above the kids' menus. Let me go to. I'm not seeing anything. Hold that on. Is... Let me go to the website too. Oh, king cakes. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Three mini banana yeah. chocolate. Not mini. Pancakes. Lies. Topped with bacon and favorite peanut butter drizzle and whipped cream. I'm fairly certain that is what I had when I went. And and they have like the authentic whipped cream, which I rarely yeah. have. I would just have eaten a bowl of that. Oh yeah, it's good. And then you want to talk about I something haven't that bought, makes... I haven't bought a can of ready whip since my wife moved in with me before we were even married. She just she's never seen the point of ready whip. And growing up, all I ever had was ready. Oh, whip. of course, I wasn't, I wasn't we had cool. cool whip we were a cool whip household. We were not. Uh, we were just ready, but, but, but yeah, she, she just doesn't buy it. She refuses. She doesn't see the point. Fresh whipped cream is heavenly. Yeah. Oh, I still, I still look forward to that. Mm, I'm yes, sorry. You were saying we went to the friendly toast. It was delightful. My wife got, I, I got a side of sweet potato hash, which was fine. It did not compare at all to the king cakes, obviously, but it was fine. It was a nice bit of savory, but I was at a shop. And I saw something and I immediately went, I'm like staring at it. And my wife looks at me and she sees what I'm staring at. And she goes, podcast? And I was like, yeah. What? And, in, and inevitably, we, I find something and I try to make a note of it. And then I go try to find it online. So I'm wandering around the shop looking at other stuff. Um, and eventually my wife comes up to me with this object that I will, I will share with you shortly. And she says, it's actually cheaper here. Or, or it wasn't that much cheaper. And she was like, I'd rather support a local business. Can I buy it for you as a belated Valentine's Day gift? Because she had gotten me something, but I, of course, went slightly overboard in my Valentine's Day. And, she, and so what I hold in my hand here, Doc Manson, these are hypotheticals. The author, Chuck Klosterman, who's written a couple of books, 50 questions for insane conversation. I accept your challenge, sir. Uh, and the whole idea, this is the intro card. Some people are extremely good at making small talk. These people are better known as idiots. These Uh-oh. are the kind of humans who can talk to a stranger for 40 minutes without learning anything essential about who that stranger is. They talk about the weather and about other people, and they mention what kind of car they drive and how old their children are. They have conversations in public that are ultimately no different than silence in an empty room. I refuse to be that kind of person. And so it proceeds. So I have looked at two of the 50 cards, and I don't know where they are, but I am proceeding. You lost them already? No. I mean, I, I put them back in the deck somewhere. Oh, oh, I see. I am going to draw one at random because I don't want to know what the premise is before we talk about it. What, what if you draw one of the two you've already seen? Then I will. I, I won't because the, the card back, which has a little thing, Stereotypical Jesus is what we're about to discuss. <laughs> what? I don't understand. I'm going to read. I will read the large premise. My goodness, that is a large premise. You die from natural causes. We're off to a great start. You ascend toward a warm white light. You immediately realize you have entered the afterlife, and much to your surprise, It is exactly like the cliched kindergarten version of Christian heaven. 
The ground is covered by a white cloud-like fog. Angels fly around you and play the harp. You are wearing a comfortable white robe. Everyone there is aimlessly walking around, smiling broadly, perfectly content. This, it seems, is how you will spend eternity. Upon your arrival, you are being greeted by Jesus, and he looks exactly like the stereotypical depiction of Jesus. Welcome to heaven, he says. I think you will like it here, and I look forward to loving you unconditionally for the duration of time. But I also realize that heaven isn't necessarily for everyone, so I always give newcomers a chance to go to the other place if that's what they would prefer. Are you referring to hell, you say in response? Oh, no, says Jesus. Not hell. Certainly not hell. I would never send you to hell. But you can go somewhere that isn't here. Another viable post-life option, about 18% of our potential residents go in that direction. What is the other place like, you ask? I can't tell you, says Jesus. But if you do elect to go there, you can never come back here. And you only have 20 minutes to decide. Why only 20, you ask? Because I'm Jesus, says Jesus. What do you do? I go. No questions asked. No matter what it is. I mean, the th- I mean, the problem is there's no way of knowing, right? He's not going to tell me what it is. I assume that in 20 minutes, there's no way I have any ability to actually figure out what this is. If he won't tell me, he hasn't told anybody else it's there. So I have to believe that there is no ability to get any additional information about what this choice is before I go. Yeah. So therefore, there's no reason to spend any time trying to get information about it as far as I'm concerned. Um, And so I think this comes down to, well, do I stay here in this idyllic Christian heaven for the remainder of time? Or do I take a chance on potentially anything? The thing that I know versus a completely 100% unknowable quantity. And don't get me wrong, it's not, it's, you, you, might, you might view that as a risk it, to some degree, right? Um, I don't know, do, do, but I don't think it's actually a risk, DC, because he's already said to me, we're not going to send you to hell. I wouldn't do that, which implies that this is the all good Jesus that Christians believe in, right? Just as it's the idyllic. A stereotypical, a stereotypical Jesus. Jesus. So I'm going to put my trust, if you my faith if you will, Uh into Jesus and say, I know he's not going to screw me like that. It's a perfectly viable option. And frankly, if I stayed in heaven, it would become a a type of hell to me because for the rest of time, I would be wondering, what did I turn down? Mm -hmm. So I think the only way to satisfy my curiosity is to accept. Yeah. The, The idea, so you read it, the whole idea of heaven from my childhood has always been a little like, okay. Uh-huh. You know, a white well, I haven't cl- even gone down that road. A white cloud-like fog, angels playing the harp, you're wearing a robe, everyone is aimlessly walking around smiling broadly. So you're essentially just drugged. Cause uh if I'm in an insane asylum, I'm wearing probably a comfortable white outfit. I'm walking around with a smile on my face if I'm medicated enough. 
Uh, the orderly, there's probably some sort of Muzak playing to try to keep everybody calm, and everything is white and padded. So, and I apologize to the religious folks here, but please go with me on this one. What is the major difference between heaven and the asylum of which I am currently describing? Um, yeah, I, I think I would go. I think I would have to think about it for a little while. Um, and I would probably be the annoying person who is trying to ask questions to get any shred of knowledge. Um, you know, but then again, if I know what this is, and the other, like you said, the other thing can't be bad, then okay. Yeah, if you're frankly, said, I mean, I'm sort of with you. I think that the stereotypical depiction of heaven, even if I don't go with the asylum analogy that you're talking about, it doesn't sound great. There's nothing to do. Now, let's assume all these people are just smiling because they're legitimately happy. Like, that's fine. But that's that a one note existence is not satisfying. There has to be something else to do. And, and frankly, I, I think, you know, having having biblically accurate angels floating around would be fucking terrifying. Yeah, I don't even know how they play harps. They've got six wings. They're like interlocking discs. There's eyes all around the discs, even under the wings. Have you seen the actual biblical depictions of angels? They're no, fucking I'm horrifying. Looking, I'm looking it up now. Not angles. I'm not looking for the biblical. Oh, holy. I've never seen this. Yeah. Yeah. That looks so assuming like assuming that this is actually that looks like a strange sort of Cthulhu. Yeah, they're actually pretty terrifying. Um, and I don't know how they would play a harp. Um, but again, I suppose it doesn't say that eyelashes. it's the biblically accurate version of heaven. It's it's the stereotypical heaven, yeah. which in the stereotypical yeah. one, I guess, would be the little Cherubian motherfuckers yeah. with the harp. If, if, if heaven was, you know, you can essentially live your life how you want and... You know, everything is just paradise in that sense. That's different. Here's but. another thing. So if it's actually Christian um, heaven, I would presume then that my unbaptized wife won't ever be there. Fair. Right? So, like, how is that a extended experience? I mean, maybe by the time I die of natural causes, I'll be happy to get some time away from my wife. I don't know. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> um, I, but you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I, I don't know that that actually would turn out to be a paradise the way that might, most people might automatically assume. Like, uh, again, I, I think the stereotypical heaven where everybody talks about, oh, there's a different heaven for people than there is for dogs. I have to go to a place where there's no dogs. I don't want to go to a place where there's no dogs. Yeah. I love dogs. Yeah, a stereotypical version of heaven isn't appealing to me. It, it, if it's heaven in that, again, I'm with all of my favorite people and I can, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm going. I think I'm like, all right, thanks. Thanks, Jesus. See you on the flip side. Sir. So what if he what if he sends you and you come back and you're just like the backroom wait staff of the other heaven? It's still probably more interesting. Probably, right? 
you have coworkers. You get to bitch about <clears throat> the lady over there on uh, Class yeah. Seven C. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I you know. know, I would assume what you do is you, again, if we're weaving in all of these different faiths, maybe eighteen percent of the people choose to be reincarnated, and you just, you know, I'm like, I'll, Plop. I'll go. Yeah, I'll come back, and you know, yeah. But I don't know. I, I so, think that. Those I think the, it would be hellish to not know for the rest of eternity. This is a, think, well, I, okay. Here's another thing. Do you think Jesus would tell me after I make the choice? The card doesn't say. If I were to say to Jesus, "I think I'm going to stay," but can you tell me what the other place was like, anyways? No, I don't think so. I think, I think you're never going to know. You say, "I'll stay here," and he goes, "Great." I think at that point he taps you on the temple, and you become this blissful, ah, sedated, yeah, yeah, everything's great sort of. Hmm. Uh, so that is a hypothetical. There are 49 more. We can Excellent. do a, we can do another one. We could hold off and just add this. Oh to no, our, this is going to get us through the next 50 episodes of this show. Do you see? So, well, because then there's of course, super which is the follow-up, which is another 50 question. Oh, you so, have that also. I don't, but I wanted to see how this went. Gotcha, and if this was gotcha, successful, gotcha, then yes, gotcha. of course we're about so, uh, we, so yes, absolutely. I'm very content to, to hold off and we will, we will do another one another time. But I was just like, this is something we had talked about, you know, we needed a little something different because I know you don't want to talk that much about Elimination Chamber, even though your girl, Asuka, won the damn thing. What does that mean? She's going to WrestleMania to wrestle Bianca Belair. Great. Would you like to talk about a different wrestling? Would you like to talk about Mercedes Monet, your new IWGP women's champion? Not really. Would you like I'd to talk I'd, about I'd how? I'd rather talk about Bianca Belair and Asuka, frankly. Okay. Do you think that's going to be a good match? I think Bianca Belair is an excellent wrestler. I think Asuka is an excellent wrestler. So, yes. What's Asuka up to these days? I saw... A few weeks back, the the Kana makeup stuff came. She's back. gone full Kana in terms of the face paint. Um, otherwise, you know, Is she's she acting more serious than because she's been sort of comical over the years. Uh, it's more now. Granted, I don't watch. I watched Elimination Chamber. I watched more than half of it. Um. Asuka is more, she's still screaming random things, but it is more intense. Okay. It's not Bray Wyatt intense. Um, oh, so it's not nonsensical? That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, but she's not a heel either. Everybody seems to like, you know, everyone wanted her to do this. And it's like when Roman Reigns turned heel and everyone loved him. Um, you know, so I think. I would hope that she wins at uh, WrestleMania. She does not have a WrestleMania moment that I can immediately bring to mind. So, I thought it was interesting. I read something somewhere about some of the matches at Elimination Chamber. I thought it was interesting that the men's chamber was for the U.S. title. Yes. Is that the first time that's happened? That like a mid-card loser belt was the prize in this like ultimate gimmick match? Um, that's a great question. Is that Let too harsh do. to call it a mid-card loser belt? Is that? No, I think given the history of the WWE version of the U.S. title, it is totally fair to call it that. Um, I think. Oh, 
issue. I think calling it that, you know, on a hug, it cuddles for Doc. How are your crab cakes? Delicious. Very tasty. How do you make whipped cream? And please don't just say you whip. And please just don't say you whip cream. <laughs> you buy like heavy whipping cream. You pour some in the bowl. You take your powdered sugar to it. You whisk it up good, All right. and you add so powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. That was the that was the thing I was missing because I was like, there has to be more than just cream that's been whipped. Powdered sugar. Yeah, and you Got can it. Add it to taste. Like if you like it sweet or less sweet, you have the power. I will have to try it. My you wife does. No, my my wife's not wild about heavy cream in our house. That's it. it doesn't well, sound. We it, have it all the time. Well, I mean, but yeah, but you have to understand. DC would drink it from the garden. So, <laughs> I, what did we buy? What was the little one? A, a, a quart? What pie I have this. Have? I can do whatever I want now. Uh, there you go. There you go. You just have a little bit on your strawberries or your. Chocolate mousse. Mm. I might. I, I don't might know have if you know to. this, but DC and I both don't do moderation. Not well at well. all. Yeah. Though I will say, I'm into the miracle noodles now. Oh, cool. Hey, I went back to my Mega Mart and they totally don't have any of that meal stuff. Mine are just the plain noodles. Did I'm you jelly. go? Did you go into the. In town. Well, and also, I think it's there once a month and you got to buy it while you can because I haven't oh, seen maybe. it. But I went. Like I finally went, we were at a Whole Foods in Portsmouth um, and I finally found it in the pasta section. This like wet bag of noodles just sitting at room temperature in the pasta section. So I bought some, made it last night with some bok choy and some onions and some mushrooms. Oh my God, it was good. I'm into it. I don't think Mrs. Manson likes them very much, but I think they're, they're quite good. Yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, you had asked about um, the elimination chamber. The fifth ever elimination chamber was for the ECW world title. So you want to talk about a mid-card garbage belt. Yeah. Because I assume that's the WWE ECW title. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hardcore Holly and Test were in that match. And I like Hardcore Holly. Uh, let's see. Otherwise, world championship, world, WWE, world, world, WWE. They did have a tag team one in 2015. I remember it because... Kalisto got his foot caught in the top of the cell and couldn't go like he got stuck for a while. Oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, that was also the year they had one for the Intercontinental title and Ryback won. Yeah, I'm feeling good but about my summation of the lineages I, of these belts. <laughs> I will tell you, though, that U.S. championship match one was quite good. Yeah, Uh you had Bronson Reed, who is a, a stud, you know. I don't in, know who that is, but yeah, okay. That's okay. Uh, Gargano was in it. Uh, Montez Ford of the Street Profits at one point scales to like the top of the cage. He's hanging upside down like Spider-Man and then proceeds to just drop onto people. Who is this? Montez Ford of the Street Profits. I don't know if, if I know. Oh, the yeah, one who, Street Profits. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. one who is married to Bianca Belair. Okay. Whenever I hear that name, I don't know why. I think of Monty Brown. Oh, man. That's a fantasy team right there. Monty right? Brown and Montez Ford. Oh, yeah. man. What are you eating? What do you got there? It's just a 
fancy pretzel. I tried today uh, another thing from the Whole Foods. Purple carrot crackers. Very good. The aftertaste leaves a little something to be desired, but on their own, it's cool. Um, but yeah, no, the match was good. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley was lackluster after waiting to see that match for a decade. Uh, it was nice for a few minutes, and then Brock hit an intentional low blow and got himself disqualified, and the match was less than five minutes long. Now, again, that match should not go 30, but I'm expecting there to be some sort of... I'm honestly thinking, based on what I've seen and heard and read, I'm expecting us to get... Wait for it, Doc. This is going to sell you. This is going to get you back in. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. At WrestleMania. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking uh, Bray Wyatt. Roman who, Reigns. Who, who got conned by Bray Wyatt? Who Who the fuck thought it was a good... Who, who was pleased that he came back? And, and are you still pleased that he came back? Because, again, uh, I know nothing about the product. I'm just being an asshole here, actually, but... I love... Anything Bray Wyatt does because it involves Uncle Howdy, and Uncle Howdy is being played by Bo Dallas. And so but do I'm you actually all... like anything Bray Wyatt is doing. The pitch black match he had with LA Knight at the Royal Rumble. And that was w- just, if I recall, a Mountain Dew themed match. That was Yeah, it was a black light. It was the there was black light. The ropes were black lit, the paint was black lit, LA Knight's tights were black lit. The match itself was a little Eh. <clears throat> but the after of, you know, Bray Wyatt beats LA Knight down, takes him to this, you know, obviously set up area. Uncle Howdy dives off the some elevated platform. That was cool. Um, you know, the is, Bray, uh, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt is a compelling promo, even when he's not necessarily making sense. Um, ever? Yeah, okay, great. That's actually my that is my biggest problem with Bray Wyatt is it seems like we've talked about this before. It just seems like he never makes sense. It'd be okay to have some cryptic shit in there. Yeah. But he has to make sense sometimes. And he also has to win. So he comes back. He comes back, which was a great moment. I don't remember which pay, premier live event it was, but his comeback was great. And then he cuts a promo as it's a it's the closest thing to a Wyndham Rotunda promo we've ever gotten. And it was great. It was compelling. Now it's a little bit of a mixture. It's better than it was before. Okay. I'm it's better than it was before. Um, he's using like personal pronouns. And he's, you know, and the other stuff a, he I would, need an example. Like he'll talk about I and you. And things like that. He's not talking in riddles and just saying the name of the people. Like he used to talk about like promos with Dean Ambrose. He would say Dean Ambrose and then he would talk riddles and then he'd say Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Dean. So it's better than it was before. I think the problem is you have one world champion, Roman's busy. And there's nobody at like 
Drew Mack, he's not getting into something with Drew McIntyre. He's not involved in anything with Sheamus. So he kind of inter- interjected himself into a Brock Lesnar, Bray Wy- uh, Bobby Lashley thing. But that didn't really seem to fit. So the LA Knight thing happened and that was fun. And now it's just, he's just there. And you're like, you're not sure, you know, so I'm guessing maybe he gets involved with, I'm also, it's also possible Brock Lesnar, F5, the referee took people out that he'll get suspended and we're not going to see him till summer. I, you know, that's the issue. Bray Wyatt needs a compelling person to fight. Otherwise he's just the creepy old man in the corner. I, I think the best program he ever did culminated with that. I forgot what it was called. That match with John Cena. I think that was a WrestleMania match. The um, Firefly Fire. Yeah, Firefly Funhouse. That was probably the most compelling thing I've seen come out of that. And it was mostly schlock, but I like schlock. So, yeah. You know, the stuff he did with Randy Orton and Luke Harper was interesting, but it culminated in the match where Randy rode the giant sperm to the ring and there were bugs on the mat. No pictures of bugs. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, you know, so I'm I'm still in on Bray Wyatt. But again, I'm not watching regularly. So, yeah, no fair. I was curiosity for WrestleMania. Is that the next show? Is there something in between? Oh, yeah. No, that's it. Um, is, um, Steve Austin going to be there wrestling? Not that I have seen. Is the rock going to be there wrestling? No. Is John Cena going to be there wrestling? The rumor is he's going to wrestle Austin theory. Who's another wrestler. I don't think you know who that is. I don't think I know who that is, except I think he was the guy who had the money, in the briefcase. Yes. I don't know who that is. There are three announced matches. Roman versus Cody. Oscar versus Bianca, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. What is Sami Zayn doing? The guy the, who was leading the most important storyline of the entire last year to hear the internet talk about it. How is he not on this card? So he had a the, the match with um, Roman was great at the elimination chamber. At oh. the elimination chamber, it was good. Uh, Sammy's and wife. Sammy, I assume, won. No. He is the new champion. No. Oh, oh no. So oh, I'm did guessing. Did cuffed to the ropes? No. Did they blast him with chairs? Kevin Owens might have, though. Kevin okay. Owens might have, though, at the end. Why, why was Kevin Owens there? Kevin Owens comes out to fight the bloodline. He comes out to make the save, except he's not friends with Sami Zayn, but he comes out to fight the bloodline. And then, or maybe Sammy did get handcuffed. Now I'm trying to remember what happened. Roman wins. There's all sorts of shenanigans, of course. There's a ref bump. One of the Usos comes out. Um, Jay Uso, who is kind of losing his faith in the bloodline, um, eventually comes out, and Roman wants Jay Uso to hit Sammy with a chair. Jay Uso refuses. Sammy are. Romans, you know, pie face. They they basically do a redo of the Rumble. So this all happens in the Rumble. Roman's trying to get Sammy to hit Kevin Owens. Sammy won't do it. He's pie facing him. He's pie facing him. Eventually, Sammy snaps and hits Roman with the chair. So we get a repeat. Roman's pie facing Jey Uso. Pie facing Jey Uso. Jey doesn't do anything. 
Eventually, Sammy gets up and tries to spear Roman. Roman, of course, moves. Sammy spears Jey Uso. Eventually, Kevin Owen comes out. I'm guessing, I don't like this. I'll preface this, but I am guessing what we're going to get is Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens as a tag team wrestling the Usos for the tag team titles. I am guessing that is what the Mania match will be. Sammy Zayn was just too much of a B plus player, I guess. He could never, he never actually main event at WrestleMania. It was a it was a good story. It culminated, I think, a little bit early, but I just think it's amazing that you have this extremely talented dude. And he just again, it seems it, it honestly seems like it's a complete rerun leading up to WrestleMania 30. And the thing that tops it all off for me is the fact that he's got the exact same fucking beard as Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Well, and and the issue to me is that worked. Of course it did. So if it worked, why aren't we running it back? Because they got forced to do it last time. This time, not so much. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we're also going to get, you're going to love this one. Oh man, the the look, I can't wait. We're going to get Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Great. I hope one (laughs) of them kills the other. Like literally dead. Uh, Let's see. We'll get Edge. Lost no matter which way it goes. We'll get Edge versus Finn. That's not true. I don't want Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is fine. Logan Paul, though. He can go. He's a bad person. I'm I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get Edge versus Finn Balor in some sort of gimmick match. What? Edge. So Ed, Edge versus Finn Balor. Yeah. That has been a so. Uh, Edge has. He was in charge of, he had turned heel and he had started Judgment Day, this heel stable. Damian Priest joins, Rhea Ripley joins, Finn Balor joins. But then Finn Balor takes over and they kick Edge out of the stable. And so now Edge has been battling them. They fought at Elimination Chamber. Edge, Edge and Beth Phoenix win in a mixed tag match against. Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. Where's Dominic Mysterio in this? He's part of it too. I do wonder if we're going to get some sort of edge teaming with Rey Mysterio and maybe somebody else to take on Judgment Day. Maybe that will be what we get. Um, edge said he was done. He said he was done with Finn Balor. He was done with Judgment Day. He had beaten him. It was over. And then he wrestled on Monday and Finn Balor came out and attacked him. So obviously it's not over. Um, and then it's possible we're getting, if, if I, again, if I'm reading the tea leaves, right, Bailey has her damage control stable with Dakota Kai and Io Shirai. Dakota Kai is mini Bailey, right? Yeah. It's possible. We'll get those three against Becky Lynch, Lita and Trish Stratus. So we'll get the, the female legends wrestling at this WrestleMania as we had the male legends wrestle last. That would be my guess. 
So, you know, the last time I saw Trish and Lita wrestle, I felt like they had both lost a step. Oh, that's why Becky's there. You put them in a six person tag so they don't have to be, they don't have to carry an entire match. Becky can do the lion's share of the work. Whatever happened to the Rock versus Roman Reigns? Wasn't everybody saying that was WrestleMania this year, like three months ago? Yeah, but everybody would, everybody online was saying that. Yeah. Nobody in the know was saying that. Um, so maybe next year, although it's in LA, they're already starting to redo Hollywood, you know, Hollywood movies with wrestlers like they did years ago with those great promos. There were some good ones. They had Seth Rollins dressed up like the Joker doing the dance that Joaquin Phoenix did on the stairs. (laughs) Gonna be a good time. Mark your calendars. April 1st and 2nd, two nights. Stock. This year or next year? Two, this, night, this year. April 1st and April 2nd. So for your April Fool's Day, be a fool and watch WrestleMania. What if they're like, what if the show ends and then they're like, April Fool's, not canon, everything reverted? That would be great. I'd like it. Could you, could you imagine a WrestleMania in which none of, none of it was canon? We're just going to put matches on that we know people want to see. That'd be fantastic. Boy, a wrestling company that only put on matches that people wanted to see. I can't even imagine what that would be like. Doesn't exist. Mm. Doesn't. You know what does exist, though? What's that? Our emails. Emails. Podcast. The emails. What? What? The emails. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We've got six right now that I can see. Uh, that's almost half a baker's dozen. Let's kick it off with our friend Che. An unidentified flying email. Evening, jinks. What do you make of all this UFO and Chinese spy balloon business? Also, why are the alien folks so obsessed with Mexico and America? I would ask, why don't they visit the UK? But I could quite easily answer my own question. Anyway, all the best, Che. Sent from Outlook for Android. What do you make of it? You're a scientist. What do you make of these Chinese spy balloons and other unidentified objects? Like it's, I'm, I am so disillusioned with everything DC. Like I, I don't, I don't. It, they're not you. They're not aliens. They're, they're just, they're fucking, they're fucking other people made balloons and they're spying on us. And the Chinese, I heard this after the first balloon. Um, after they, we were like, oh, there's three more objects, four more objects, whatever. Somewhere in the middle of there, I heard that the uh, quote-unquote president of China did not have any knowledge of the balloons. And I actually think that may be true because China has low-orbit satellites, which could give them any and all information that these balloons would be capable of getting at much greater detail. Mm -hmm. It seems more likely that we're talking about an organization that does not have access to those sorts of resources which would not be one of those major governments. Maybe it might be a corporation of some sort, maybe acting for one of those countries. I don't know. That's as far as a conspiracy theory as I'm willing to get with it. I think it's just people, and it's probably logically someone who doesn't have access to the better better technology, right? So it's just not interesting. Um, And every single person online who's saying it's aliens and blowing it way out of proportion, you're an idiot. And 
wake the fuck up, man. There are no fucking aliens visiting Earth. There are aliens, but they're not visiting But it would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're not here. We can share technology. They could teach us about their culture. Uh And they're not doing any of that, are they? As far as I know, no. But maybe they're doing it in secret. They're not. All right. Uh, (laughs) Mrs. Manson sent two emails. One from last week, one from this week. This is last week's Always Learning. Dear DC and... Nope. Dear Doc in DC, you got first billing. Dear Doc in DC. What's something that you recently learned that is pretty likely everyone else already knew? Maybe you fellows are too smart for this, but after falling down the strong bad email hole, the thought occurred to me that the cheat might get their name from the black spots on their back that resemble a cheetah's markings. Big duh. I just thought it was cheat, as in cheating, because they are frequently up to trouble with strong bad. Laughs were had, but boy, I felt silly. What's a I was today years old realization that you've had recently? Guitars and laser beams, Mrs. M, Manson Manor, USA, and she includes a picture of the cheat in case we need visual clarification. Um, today years old. I feel like there's got to be something. I feel like I said this. Not that long ago, actually. Um, I was today years old when I learned that the Elimination Chamber match for the men was for the United States Championship. Does that count? I don't know. I feel like there was something, sure. but I, I don't, it's not coming to my mind. You? You got anything, DC? The biggest one that I can think of is not a new one, It's it's but it's one of the big ones i for some reason always presumed that you had to pay for podcasts oh so i i remember having that moment where my wife was like no they're free and i was like no she was like yeah you could just go find them and listen to them and i was like no and then when i realized it it was like "Uh and you know the world opened unto me and i've never been the same since a recent one I did used to think that um, it was for all intensive purposes, not for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I cool. was today. I was yesterday years old when I learned that you could have miracle noodles sitting in a non-refrigerated section of the grocery store. Um, They're true miracles. That's something. Um, I love the cooking instructions. Rinse them. For a minute underwater, then put them in a dry pan and cook until dry, then mix with a sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right then. Uh yeah. I, have I'll you ever heard to... of the water hole? It's a it's a radio frequency. No. This, sorry, this goes back to Che's message. And another one of those this came to mind. I was something something I've recently learned about, I guess. There is um this band of electromagnetic spectrum, which, you know, you might consider a radio frequency of some sort, right? Um, And it's called the water hole because it's this especially quiet band in the electromagnetic spectrum, which is to say that throughout all of the cosmos, 
there isn't a lot of just random noise that happens to fall between these specific frequencies, right? It's actually a relatively clear section of radio frequency that basically pierces through all of space as we know it. Interesting. Okay. And the reason why I bring it up in relation to the aliens thing is because if there were intelligent forms of life out there, right, that were aware that we were here, um, they would likely know about this set of frequencies just like our scientists do. Um, And it's the perfect frequency. We call it the watering hole because one imagines that if there were multiple intelligent species of life out there, this is the frequency on which they would try to send a message and to which they would try to listen for messages um, because it's just basically this clear, clear frequency where, again, a message could easily go through. And just to go along with the alien thing, uh, we've been listening for a while. And it's been pretty quiet. There, there, there are, um, occasionally there have been heard some little bursts of things on this frequency, but nothing that we have ever detected as likely being intelligent in origin, more likely just a random thing from some star jettisoning off whatever, somewhere, whatever. And so it's things like that that lead me to say aliens aren't here. Because if they were here, like if they if they were intending to come here for sharing technology or for talking to us, they would hail their arrival on a frequency that they would know that we would be listening on. So the only possibility is that they want to hide their arrival from us. But if that were the case, we would have no way of detecting them, right? Because they'd be yeah. so technologically advanced. And that in itself <clears throat> is a misnomer because you can't be technologically advanced in the way that your standard sort of dreamy-eyed sci-fi fan says, well, aliens would have to be incredibly technologically advanced because, you know, our math, our physics, our understanding, don't get me wrong, it's not infallible. Science is always changing. We're learning more and more. But as near as we can tell, like, we know the physics of the universe to a certain degree, right? There doesn't seem to be any form of technology that would get you from there to here. And again, we don't know everything, but at the same time, we know the basic laws of physics Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. And it just doesn't seem like that level of technology is ever going to be possible. So I I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, The, the whole idea, you know, I sometimes I'm like, well, you know, life, the definition of life is so vast. We're assuming that. Is it? I never like getting into science conversations with you. I won't. I, I won't. I, I promise. I won't. I won't try to make you feel like an idiot. I, I will actually have a constructive conversation with you. Uh, when you I'm more say s- the definition of life is broad, what what do you mean by that? When people ask, are there life, do you believe there is life on other worlds? My answer is undoubtedly yes. I agree. But, yes. but life on other worlds, there could be bacteria on a planet. Yes, that would be life. That counts as life as other worlds. If you ask me, are there, are there 
conscious beings on another planet that are existing with any sort of technology that could allow any sort of space travel, that's a different question. The universe is so big that I would, again, probably say, well, yes, this, you know, we can't be the cosmic accident. And I agree this couldn't with that. have been. I think there's probably in also intelligent life out there somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Now, could it be an intelligent life that is going through their own period of like dark ages as we went through, you know, absolutely years impossible. ago? Sure. Could it be that the intelligent life is so very far away from us? You know, again, I can't tell you how big the universe is. I'm not an astrophysicist. Um, but I could tell you that if we started to, we, we've been, we've it's been so doing, big, you might as well assume it is infinite. <clears throat> yeah. We've started, we've been doing the space thing for again, only, let's see, what was it? 69. So 54 years. We've never come close to making a man. We, we've gotten to the moon. And don't get me wrong. We've got Voyager who's out there beyond yes. the bound bounds of our solar system at this point. But yes, I mean, but it's that's still, still a drop what in the per, bucket. That's it. So, you know, yeah, you could have, you know, an intelligent life with a space travel program that has made it maybe in their solar system. But these odds of them being able to make it to us. And that's all the rest, all the more reason why, like legitimate organizations looking for signs of intelligent life aren't looking for spaceships or aliens here. They're looking for radio signals. They're looking for communications from another group of beings that are intelligent enough to realize that, hey, the technology to actually get to these places likely will never exist. So if we want to make contact, the only way to do this is to send a signal. Yeah. But we've sent signals. Yeah. Is that what... Have we sent it beyond Voyager? Sure, absolutely. I think Voyager itself is broadcasting, so it goes yeah. beyond that for sure. But, but again, it's, it's just the... What percentage of the universe have our radio signals traveled? Right. Yeah, not very far. 0.05 percent uh-huh and th again though think about that and realize that that is far by far the most realistic way that yeah. any sort of contact between intelligent civilizations is going to occur yeah think that's about not that. e that's not even counting the number of intelligent life civilizations that have blown themselves up oh, or course. otherwise or otherwise fallen victim to any sort of global pandemic or what have you like, Oh, it's just, I was today years old. This was, I said, this, this was like a week ago or something when I realized when I, when I, when I learned that tachyons, you know what a tachyon is? No, it's, it's this, it's, I don't know if it's a subatomic particle or whatever, but it's a, it's a physics. It's a particle from physics that it is posited to move faster than the speed of light. It's usually the thing that science fiction nerds say when you say nothing moves faster than the speed of light. They'll answer, 
tachyons move faster than the speed of light. And that's the reason why they're probably the particles that are responsible for traveling backwards in time. And so okay. time travel should be possible because tachyons move backwards in time is what they will typically say. Uh, the thing that I learned about tachyons about a week ago was they are hypothetical particles that don't actually exist. So any single time a sci-fi nerd has ever said to me, but tachyons, they don't exist. They are a theoretical particle that we use to balance equations, but they are not a real thing. I was blown away by that. I, I did not realize that. I was today years old when I realized people were putting olive oil in coffee. There you go. There you go. Uh, our next email comes from Glenn, bestest of the besties. Glenn, WCW versus WWF. Hi, guys. I'm going to be doing a new project with Brent, which I'm not going to plug here yet. But I got me thinking, but it got me thinking. How do you both think about the Monday Wars? Monday Night Wars would have gone if WCW hadn't released these particular stars. Steve Austin, Mean Gene Okerlund, Cactus Jack, (laughs) Mean Mark Callis, Cactus Jack, Eddie Guerrero, Dustin Rhodes, The Giante, and last but definitely not least, Jean-Paul Levesque. Imagine the Attitude Era without these guys. Thanks as always, Glennon. The tricky thing with these sort of hypotheticals is you also have to remember so, yes. Okay. So, let's say WCW doesn't release any of these people. Who's Jean-Paul Bovesque? I've never heard of that guy before. Okay. That's what I thought. I was today years old. Um, WCW wasn't doing anything I much I actually did Steve. not know that his first name was Jean. I really didn't. Not his actual real name. It's not. It's just Paul Levesque. Oh, I was today years old when I learned that that his real first name was not his real first name, and his actual real first name was, in fact, what I thought his real first name was. How about that? Yeah. No, that was just, you're going to be a French aristocrat, and we're going to call you Jean-Paul Lebesque. Jean-Paul. Um, yeah. They weren't doing anything with Steve Austin. Um, they weren't doing a whole lot with Mean Mark. Cactus Jack peaked when he was doing the insomnia angle, and he thought he was a captain of a ship. Um. Eddie Guerrero was great, but undersized. Dustin Rhodes was never going to get out of the shadow of his father. The Giant is a miss. I'll freely own that of those. Um, And then Jean-Paul Levesque, you know, all of these guys, we know what their potential is, but I would say they probably never would have reached that potential in WCW. Now, if you want to make the argument that the WWF would not have been successful without them, I would agree with that. They wouldn't have been as successful, but they had, would have had The Rock. They would have had Michaels. Bret Hart would have probably stuck around. Um, I don't think the Monday Night Wars would have been better had WCW kept these people. But Yeah, I think I subscribe to the theory that you just sort of said, which is to say, I don't think WCW would have done anything meaningful with any of those guys. But I do think that them keeping them out of the hands of the WWE probably would have resulted in a very different looking Monday Night War to the point where I don't know if the WWE could have competed without these guys. Yeah. To your point, they had some quality performers. Yeah. But I can't imagine I can't imagine the WWE coming out on top of the Monday Night Wars even without Steve Austin. 
Never mind yeah. the rest of these guys. Because then for all of those people, you have to go with, and again, I'm starting with a terrible name. WWF had in the mid, early to mid 90s, they had Lex Luger. I know Lex Luger was a WCW guy first, but they had Lex Luger. There were wrestlers that, you know, eventually went to WCW, but were WWF guys. Like, okay, so WCW doesn't release all of them. What happens if the WWF keeps Hogan? Would the WWF had eventually turned Hulk Hogan heel? And what would a heel Hulk Hogan look like in a Vince McMahon-owned company? What would that have been? So what would it have been if Razor Ramon and Diesel stuck around and didn't go get signed with all of like... Well, that's not being posited here. One has to assume everything else happens exactly (laughs) the way it did, except for these things. I, I think you have to go with the other side. If if WWF gets to keep Bret Hart the whole time and the Montreal screw job doesn't happen, they keep Razor, they keep Diesel, they hold on to all of those, you know, those folks. They hold on to Hogan. But then we never would have gotten fake diesel. That is a shame. Right? That was a shame. Maybe he would have been we would still have Isaac Yankum DDS. Yeah, maybe. Lincoln Dream. So. Uh, those are fun things to posit. Those are fun things to posit. And I, I'm looking forward. I, I, I know a little bit about the project Glenn is doing with Brent. What if we were to put um, together a new wrestling podcast just called What If? So that way we could sort of bring in sort of some of that list style stuff. We could bring in some history. We could tell, just riff on some of the things like we just did in that email. But it's all fantasy. It's all 100% made up. Sign me up. Uh, Jason Maltov. Of the New Age Insiders Never fame has always has always wanted uh, to rebook the WCW invasion. If he could be in charge, and you know, <clears throat> all right, let's get him what, on the airwaves. Let's let him rebook it live on DDT Wrestling. I he's he's said he wants to do it. He's never done it, so he's always welcome. Right. Mrs. Manson chimes in the Great North, dear DC. The Mansons are heading north in a few weeks. While some folks tend to go south for spring break, for the first time in, well, ever, the good doctor and I will be taking the spring break week off and heading to the great North Woods. Mostly, this is a vacation to just not do anything much and relax and enjoy a change of scenery in each other's company. I hope Doc doesn't get annoyed with me and tries to feed me to the wildlife. I do not wish to be moose food. Adoringly yours, but also really mostly all Docs, he did put a ring on it, Mrs. M. There was there you a question do, in there? Uh, no, I believe she's just saying you're going, you're going to the north, and please don't feed her to the moose. Are there a lot of mooses? I've never seen one. My wife has seen multiple mooses. Um, I have never seen a moose, but I would like to. I, I hear that I've you. I've heard that you should one. go up and pet them. I heard that's what you should do when you see one. I'm going to challenge one to a fight. <laughs> you're going to lose. <laughs> Fuckers are fierce. Moose versus tranquilized bear. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're powerful. They're kind of uh, Brandon Ooh. Banks chimes in with an email. Just checking in. DC. I hope you're feeling better. Doc, I hope you're taking time from work every once in a while to enjoy life. Yes, I am. Thank you, Brandon. I'm enjoying life more than usual. Nothing exciting here, though. I finally watched Wakanda forever. And I must say, I loved it. Top five Marvel movie 
for me. That's all I've got. Keep up the work. Sent from my iPhone, which is about to die. 1% battery life. My God, he likes living on the edge. At what point, at what point in your battery life do you start actively trying to charge your phone? I don't know. It's not something I've thought about in many years. Um, my current, you have- my current phone, like maybe is at 83% at the end of the day. So, and then even my phone before that, which had worse battery life, but still at the end of the day, it was usually somewhere around like 28. Like I, I was never in a position where like, I felt like I had to charge it except for when I was going to bed. As long as I charged it when I went to bed, it didn't matter. And I never was looking for a charger. Mm. Otherwise, I guess like if I knew I was going somewhere and I was looking at my phone and saying, oh, geez, I don't know if that's going to be enough. I guess it would probably be somewhere around 50 percent. If I was 50 percent or lower, I might look to charge it before I left. Something like that. Maybe. Is that what you mean? You? Yeah. What about you? When I had my, when my appendix burst and I was in the hospital overnight, the one time I was overnight in the hospital as an adult, um, I had my phone. I Did didn't it actually have a burst? No, I suppose that's not true. Oh, okay. It did not burst. I, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard that before. That's a more dire situation than I thought. My goodness. No. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't have a charger and I remember having like a slight panic attack every time I looked at my phone because I was like, okay. this dies. That situation, I would also yeah. be like, well, God. but since then, and I think it's just my own kind of remnants of my obsessive compulsive father's thing. Like, so right now my phone is at 88%. And in my head, I'm like, well, I should charge this. No. In fact, for the, for the types of batteries that are in phones, you're, you're best off keeping it right around 80%. Never charge above 80% if you can get away with it. If I could tell my phone to cap at 80% and to never charge above 80%, I would for the longevity of the battery's sake. Um, and frankly, again, I, I, I'm never really worried about battery life in my day-to-day life. I'm sure other people don't have that benefit. I just don't use my phone very much, so I don't have, I never have much screen on time, so I, it just doesn't mm-hmm. drain the battery very much, I guess. But Yeah. That, I suppose I should get better about it because, you know, like if I'm at work and by 10, 11 a.m. I'm at 78%, I'm charging it on my laptop for like the middle part of the day. Like what? Well, why? Like what? I don't know. I don't know. No. I'm never again, that far away from fair, a charger. Fair enough. I mean, you could have an emergency or a disaster and you'll you'll really wish that you had it charged up. So like I I do understand the hypothetical in which it could be necessary. Yeah, but I, I do also understand, like, I have a charger in my car. I have a charger at work. I have multiple chargers at home. Why do I feel the need to... I'm with you, yeah. sir. I'm with yeah. you. I support you in your your feelings of wanting to break the shackles of charging society. I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Our, our last email of the week comes from Rachel. Justice for Nod. You read the long ones. Hello. <laughs> Lately, I have been very frustrated and unhappy in the work plus a. Really? I'm sorry to hear that. Last week, my principal announced a National Love Your Pet Day contest. 
Staff was asked to send in a photo of their pets to be displayed in the staff room, and everyone would have to guess whose pet belonged to who, and the one with the most correct guesses would win a prize. Is this what you guys do for morale? Uh, we have never had a National Love Your Pet Day. Do you do things like this, though? Um, some In some similar ways, there's not a lot of photo contests, but there are... We had like a super day where people brought in a bunch of soup and we blew a fuse in the teacher's lounge super and the custodian day. got really mad. Super day. It was the Friday before the Super Bowl, so it was a super day. Super, um, super day. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever had like one of those team morale building pizza parties that I hear about? Um, there will be our principal likes to bring in food, and there are times, you know, like for Teacher Appreciation Week, which is in May, the p- local parent-teacher organization will bring in like a candy buffet for people, which is always a nice little... Have you ever suggested thing. that they just give you some money instead? Uh, multiple years ago, we were given, um, for our holiday gift, we were given a TJ Maxx holiday $1 tote bag with nothing inside of it. That's how you know you're appreciated. Yeah. And and I remember a coworker was like, it's empty. Just like my motivation to live. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> I'm sorry. I, back I to yes. back to Rochelle's email. Naturally, I had about 20 picks of nod to choose from, but excitedly sent one on Friday. Today the pictures were posted and nod was not there. I went to the secretary and was like, WTF? But she said it was too late to add her for <laughs> I submission. I just like image of Rochelle being in the office and just totally giving this lady attitude. I just could totally see it. I'm sorry. It just made me laugh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My hormones got the best of me, and I was irrationally upset, mainly because not much excites me about that place these days. Lo and behold, about an hour after getting home, we all get an email that four pets have been added and there's a new guessing sheet. Justice for Nod. Glad they righted their wrongs, including the picture I used for fun. I woke up one night and saw her staring at me like this eerie-eyed emoji. Rachel, I don't know how to tell you this, but that bunny's going to kill you in your sleep. There is seen uh, the Holy Grail, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah, it's going to fly through the air and attack your throat. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, have you seen the Holy Grail? I don't know. if I feel like you might have. Uh, but I, I don't know. Have you? That might be before your generation. I, like, I don't know if that was popular with the younger folk. You should watch it. If, and that, that goes for everybody. If you haven't seen Holy Grail, watch it. Uh, well, thank you to Che and Mrs. Manson two times and Glenn and Banks and Rachel for your excellent emails. Doc Manson, as we start to wrap up this 353rd episode, uh, what do you got going for you? What's good? What's exciting? What's getting you through? Give me that piece of positivity. Oh, boy. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I'm going to go ahead and go with... um, an experience that I had last Friday night. It was Thursday evening already when I should get an errant text message 
from one GQ, which says, hey, I know it's last minute, but movie night tomorrow night? And to which I wrote back, oh, yes. Oh, hell yes. And he brought me the good Chinese food, and that was fabulous. And we watched like four different movies. Um, I don't even remember what we watched. We watched Frostbiter, Wrath of the Wendigo. Um, that was all one movie title. We watched, we started watching Skinamarink, which is a newer movie um, that was more recently on Shudder. We ended up turning it off because it wasn't a movie night movie. Um, but I, I watched it myself over the weekend afterwards, and I actually enjoyed it a fair bit. Um, Skinamarink, dink, dink, Skinamarink, dink. That is what it is named after. Um, I'll talk about it in a second. I forget what else did we watch. We watched Mutant Hunt, which was like this really bad '80s action movie with a little bit of sci-fi in it. Like it was so bad. It was like this wannabe action movie where like the main character, like when he would do like a roundhouse kick. It was like, he might have hit that guy in the shin. It was bad. <laughs> it was not good. There was a, and the funny thing is, there was this other guy in the movie who was like pounding out these roundhouse kicks. Like, like not, he was like super awesome. But like, it was clear that this was like, you know, mid 80s, late 80s. And this guy uh, was, was a Latino man. And very clearly somebody making the movie was like, well, he can't be our lead. Um, even though he totally should have been. Um, but yeah, so there was that movie, which was kind of fun. Um, we watched Cheerleader Camp, which is also known as Bloody Pom Poms. That was actually a pretty good slasher film that I had never seen before. And I'm trying to remember what the other movie was because we watched a fourth one. Um, how long are these movies? Like, does he get there at like three in the afternoon? He or got he there, there probably the about four thirty. And yeah, he was probably there. He was probably leaving at somewhere around eleven, maybe a little bit after. Um. But, you know, so it's a late night, but we, we we are fed and we're shooting the shit the whole time. And he luckily doesn't really have like a time that he absolutely has to be home by. So we just we just have a nice night. We drink some beers. We we have we just have a good time. What was the last movie? Why can't I think what the last movie was? I wasn't there. Oh, man, I'm trying. I'm just trying to scroll through my list here to see if I can find out what it was. Which ones did I already say? I said Mutant Hunt and yep. Cheerleader Camp. And and frost frostbiter wrath of the wendigo, and we tried skin marink and that didn't work out. What was the other one? Oh man, this is just this is this is some excellent excellent. Um, Would you like radio. me to share my piece of positivity while you think about it? Yeah, go for it. Um, I want to talk to you about kunk. That sounds like a dirty word. Uh, my wife and I, last night, were doing our usual, we're in bed, you know, we want to put something on that we don't really have to pay attention to so we can start the transition to sleep time. And we've watched, you know, the latest pitch meeting. We've checked out the latest Holderness videos. We're, we're want something more long-term that we don't have to change every couple of minutes. And we're on Netflix, and I'm like, I'll watch like a Crabs. big Thank you. I knew that would work. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Um, and so my wife finally, I think, in a bit of frustration, like just like scrolls down, and there's a show called Kunk, C U N K, on Earth. Oh, I've heard and of this. A, yeah, she's a comedian. She's very funny. 
I haven't yes. seen the show, but I, I, yeah, I like her. She's she's good. And so she's like, fine, we'll put this on. And like, I look at it and it's a sort of historic, you know, a history of the world as to- told by this supposed documentarian. And so she presses play and I'm like, she's just going to wait five minutes and then be like, she'll either pick something or I'll pick something or whatever. And I'm a history buff. I, in fact, am very interested in like the study of, you know, human, the growth of civilization and all of that. So within two minutes, I'm already like, I'm into this. You picked the wrong thing. You, I'm calling your bluff. I'm into this. Two minutes later, we've both laughed multiple times. We watched the entire first episode. I've only seen the first one, but it's a, it's a British actress who plays Philomena Kunk, who is a documentarian who's an idiot. Yeah. And, and it is. Mwah. I've, it I is haven't beautiful. seen like anything like long of hers, but I've seen like a series of shorts that she must've put on like YouTube or something. So like, I've seen her doing her shtick and I, I think yeah. she is quite, uh, well, interesting. I, so that's it. So that at one point my wife says, I don't usually like British humor, which is true. Like I've tried to get her to watch black adder. She won't, she's not going to be into Monty Python, any of that type of stuff. But she was like, but this is really funny. Um, and it's just, you know, her asking like just ridiculous questions, doing interviews with people. It's her, you know, walk, walking, like doing all that documentary stuff where she's walking down like the dunes and then she's talking to somebody. Why is it such a mystery of how the pyramids were built? The bunch of fucking bricks in a triangle. And it's just like, so. I have only seen the first episode, but there's an entire season. I am delighted to watch more of it. Uh, I highly recommend. I think I don't know how people in the UK view her real names. Diane Morgan. I'm not sure what the what the general population thinks of her, but I uh, am delighted. Well, I'm sure our UK fans are going to write in to let us know. I hope so. But yeah, Kunk on Earth would be my. Uh, but I had a bunch of things, you know, I'm enjoying uh, our conversation. I think the hypotheticals are going to be fun. I believe uh, she had a, an earlier thing called Kunk on Britain. I think like this is a spinoff of earlier yeah. stuff. So I know she started. I read a little bit. She started Kunk like doing this character, etc. Yeah, she had she had this character doing, other, you know, in a different show. And it kind of took on a life of its own as it should because she's great at it. Uh, so, yeah. I gotta look. I, so that's I, yeah. I'm gonna look that one up. I didn't now I know so. you don't. I know you don't have the Netflix. I'm not sure how long, much longer we'll have the Netflix because now you have to log into your home network every 31 days. My wife was like, we could bring a Fire Stick to your parents' house once a month and log in there. And I was like, yeah, we could. could. You're absolutely right. And we could even have two fire sticks, one that's connected to my parents, one that's connected to your parents. And between the two of us, we'll be either in the north or at my parents' house. But that's a pain in the ass. Or and I know that you could fucking cancel your Netflix and tell them we're not going to stand for this bullshit. And maybe yeah. we'll resubscribe when you get rid of your fucking anti-consumer or, practices. Or what will most likely happen is I believe at least in other countries, what they have done is for an extra $7 a month. You can add oh, yeah, a that's, second. Yes, that is what they will do. And I believe my parents will just do that. I would cancel out of they principle. Would, I understand that's what you would do. Yeah. But my parents, gener- my parents 
used to. I don't think they they finally pulled the plug, but they were routinely paying more than two hundred dollars in cable bills plus streaming service. Insane. So, but I understand that's the model that they've known their entire life, and it is what it is. But well, Doc Manson, Crabs. you're a mo- Crabs was the other movie. <laughs> yes, Crabs yes. exclamation point. Uh, it was a fun sort of low budget movie about killer hermit crabs, not hermit crabs, horseshoe crabs that had mutated in the ocean and came on. Can land. I tell you, I'd, I, I would rather watch. I would like to see killer hermit. Crabs. The horseshoe crabs were pretty good. Unfortunately, there's a really annoying side character in the film that completely almost ruins the entire film. Um, but uh, overall, I did think it was fun. Um, yeah, Skinnamarink DC. I actually ended mm. up enjoying this movie quite a bit. Um, it's very, it's very um, slow, and it's more of a experiential film. It's like it's almost like surrealist in a way. Uh, but basically, okay. it's 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 sort of all like filmed on really low quality cameras with film grain on it. It looks like it should be found footage, but it's not found footage. It's just a movie that has that look to it, right? And. The basic premise is two children wake up in the middle of the night. They find that their father is missing and that all of the windows and doors in the house have vanished. As in there's just holes or there are no windows. There's just just walls where there should be a door or where there should be a window. Um, Interesting. And again, very surrealist. It's like it's a lot of it's it's all out of focus camera angles, looking at darkness, looking at the ceiling, looking at doors. Like I I think the actual children, I think there's maybe exactly one shot of a girl's face, which is covered up with some CGI. And then there's one shot of the back of a little boy's head. And then there's maybe a few shots of their feet, like obscured by like a sofa and stuff. Like there's like, but that's it. Like there's hardly any dialogue. And it's 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 barely a movie. Like it's completely nonlinear. Well, it is a linear story. I was gonna say it's nonlinear storytelling, but it feels like it's something like that. It's just like again, it's totally a surrealist film of some sort. And it it's just like kind of whatever you make out of it. And I actually ultimately really enjoyed it. It was very creepy. Um, the Skinnerink name is in fact based off of Sharon Lois and Bram's Elephant Show song. Um, the basically the idea was it was a name that the creator of the film, the the writer director, pulled from his childhood. It just sort of embodied this feeling of childhood to him, and that's really what the film was about. It's about the nonsensical sort of nightmares that his mind would dream up as a child. I assume this might be was a recurring nightmare he had or something like that. Just like this fear of the unknown, the undark manifesting in a completely weird and random way. Um, and I just think it was really very interesting. Not your traditional, not a traditional movie at all. If I had one complaint about it is that it's an hour and 40 minutes long. And again, it's a lot of just this camera staring at stuff at the top of a closet door at the side of a thing. Like, honestly, I think the movie probably would have been better and more effective if you had just like cut all of those long shots in half. If this movie was an hour and 40 minutes. If this had been a 60 minute film so not feature length but just 60 minutes i think it probably would have done everything it needed to do and been a much tighter experience and i probably would have liked it more as a result um but even still i i did ultimately enjoy it very much not a fun movie night film but a very weird thing 
uh, that I was glad to have experienced ultimately. Um, and of course, you know, there, there ends up it, it just the creepiest part of the film to me is like, there's, there's this entity. It turns out you never see it. You right. It never really does anything. It just talks to the kids every once in a while. And there's just this one thing, the scene where like the kid is scared and it's just been through this thing where he got the, the phone has not been working, but then the phone works and he's able to call 911 and he's talking to the guy on the other end. And he's like, he's the kid's like, I hurt myself and I feel sick. And like the person says, are you by yourself? Is there anybody there with you? We're going to send the adults, you know, just stay. And just, and then like, of course, the phone goes dead and then it's not actually the phone. It's like this toy phone that's there. Like the entity has like tricked the child with this toy, like, like, you know, those ones with the, the phone with the eyes and the kid, like, again, is, is just like, you did that, didn't you? And it, it was just really jarring and like really for somebody who's seen everything in a horror movie, like something like that, like preying on the innocence of a child in that way. It's just this brief moment. It's not even that intense or anything, but like that hit me in the feels in a way a lot of movies just don't. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and that was after the scene where the entity has him go to the kitchen and he's like, and like the only line, again, there's very little dialogue in this film. The entity just says to the kid, put the knife in your eye. And it's just if like, I have, Jesus. if I have nightmares tonight, Doc Manson, I'm calling you yeah. in the middle of the night and you will have to talk me down. It was, it was really, it was really something to experience. And again, like, I don't think, I think most people would watch five minutes of this movie. And they'd be like, I am turning this off. Not because they would be offended by anything in those first five minutes. They would just be like, this is so slow and boring and nothing is happening. And why am I looking at a grainy top of a door that's not even in focus? Like nobody, modern audiences would do not, would not have the patience for this as a film. Um, I think, but I don't know, man, there was something about it. that Ultimately, I really liked it. It spoke to me in a way that a movie has not in a long time. It, It actually, I thought was scary in a way, um, really affecting. So, anyways, I wanted to give Skinnerink a, a, a nice shout out here because um, I did think that was that was something else. That was something else. Well, all right. So make sure you're checking out this weekend, Skinnerink and Kunk. Yeah, Kunk it, Kunk it up, Doc Manson. Anything else you would like to say before we head out into that beautiful? snowy rainy sleety please don't make me go to work tomorrow uh after evening if you'd like to have your thoughts right in the air you can do so send an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com if you like what you heard and how could you head over to patreon.com to give it just a little bit of financial support to dc and that can help keep the lights on and this podcast train a chug along yeah i skipped the part about where you can listen to the other episodes but let's face it you're already listening to this episode you know where to find us he's so right he is doc manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews. At the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a hell of a week. Until we meet again, my friends, my loves, won't you be our bestie next week? Another hypothetical.